Brothers, sisters, one day we will be free from fighting, violence, people crying in the street, all the angels from above, falling down and spread their wings like doves, as we walk hand in hand, sisters, Brothers, we'll make it to the promised land. In my house, baby, you and I, we'll walk the lands. My house, baby, and everyone, and anyone, we'll take our stand. We're the angels from above. Fall down and spread their wings like doves As we walk, hands in hands Sisters, brothers, we'll make it to the promised land Oh, what a freaking tune I just love that tune It takes me right back to my partying days In the early 80s Well, it's early Late 80s and early 90s That's a track by Joe Smooth, and I hope you all know that one. What a guy, a total banger of a track. When that came on in the club, the club really did go berserk. And Tokyo Joe's back in the old days, if you can remember far that far back, and maybe you knew me from those days and you've only just realised it. Uh, so, there, anyway, we all now know that the promised land that Joe was talking about was actually Walrus Island. Um, the man was a total Cassandra. Now, and before you think it, <laughs> I haven't just segued into Rodney from Only Fools and Rodney's wife from Only Fools and Horses. No, Cassandra was a prophecy teller, a soothsayer um, from ancient, ancient Greek times. And just like our Joe Smooth, who foresaw the, the discovery of Waller's Island several decades ago, um, that uh, we've just now stumbled across, that's what the soothsayers, the Cassandras, used to do back in the ancient times. And as I said before, people think Walrus. Some people think Walrus is just a state of mind and not a real place. But those of you with passports know it's the promised land, the only place on the earth that Google Maps hasn't geotagged and the lines of communication open up to the rest of the world only once per week on a Thursday at 6am to blast out a missive from Gavin's ass, also known as the Speedmender podcast. And in today's episode, we actually have a job and uh, not a job interview, a job advert. And you're saying to yourself now, a job advert? What the hell is a job advert all about? Um, well, you're just about to actually find out. Now, I'm going to, for today, normally some of you people out there are trying to find some inspiration in your life. Maybe you're normally, you're having to, or maybe you're an employer and you're having to pay Indeed.com or, or Monster.com to host your job ads. Well, to be honest, we rarely have a vacancy and we have people queuing up um, to get into this little oasis. Uh, but the Chief Walrus is here today to talk about an actual vacancy that we have um, on Walrus Island. And as with anything that happens on Walrus, we don't just place an advert. No, because it's our job to add value everywhere we go. It's, in, it's actually the first rule of our constitution 
And we're aware that there are lots of people, hopefully some inspired by this podcast, who are starting to find their voice in the world and want to start producing content for the world rather than just consuming. So what I'm going to do today is to give my 10 top tips. So rather than just place an advert out there, okay, like most people will do, I'm going to give my 10 top tips for any budding or nascent um, podcast or nascent, so we posh words, some of us posh people say, um, who doesn't quite know where to get started. So we're doing a job advert. We're letting you know that there's an opportunity for maybe a, a temporary um, podcaster. Um, but at the same time as letting you know about that, we're going to give you 10 top tips so that you can work out how to become a podcaster, even if you don't want to be one on Waller's Island. I mean, I have actually have all this knowledge of more than 130 episodes and I just realised it would be rude not to share some of my learnings about podcasting specifically because I know that there's more and more of you looking to get into it. So here it goes. Here are my top 10 tips. Now, number one, you do not have to be perfect to get started. Look, it's more important to start than to be perfect. Go back and check actually my first few episodes which were actually released in a totally jumbled up order in a complete and utter cluster, cluster fuck. Um, they were only, those original ones were only a few minutes long and I was just finding my voice in them and they're quite different in tone and substance to some of the episodes that have come later on. Now the truth is that anyone who's had success has those early episodes that they end up appearing in outtake shows um, where you are horrendously bad at the start of your career. Think of any of those big Hollywood movie stars and you have a laugh about how bad you were at the start when you've actually gone on a journey to have success. Now, the journey itself is very important. The growth on that journey really counts. The most important thing is to get started. So get the fuck over yourself and get started on your podcast or on anything in life um, that might fall into the same similar sort of category. Now, number two, look, there are lots of apps and producers and platforms that you can search for online to find a price and a service that suits you to help you release your podcast. Now, if you don't think you're the finished article and you want to build up your confidence without spending a huge amount of money, why not try something like the Anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, the Anchor app, which you can download for your iPhone or your Android phone. Now, all you need once you've done that is a mic, and that probably costs you about 20 quid, and it plugs into the bottom of your phone um, just in the slot where your headphones go and you can actually start recording straight away. That's all the equipment that you need. In fact, you can do it even without a mic, uh, but the sound quality obviously will be compromised. Now, the beauty of the Anchor app is that it's totally free to make and host your own podcast show on that platform. Totally free. Now, one of the biggest hurdles I hear from people is that they don't know how to edit um or that they won't be able to talk for 20 minutes if that's their target length of episode. And what if I make mistakes and I can't edit it, etc, etc, etc. Now the beauty of this app is that it lets you record in segments. And then it will add like a little bit of interlude music in between each of those segments for you. So you could record, hey my name is Bodie McBoatface and this is episode one of the people with boat faces that look like boats podcast. And I hope that you really enjoy that episode. Now that's your first segment done and saved and you can practice that and you get it wrong go and record it again then you can record the episode details so in today's episode we're going to talk about all of this da da yada 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 and what you'll find is that you're not alone if you have a boat face as we're going to talk to Thomas 
who has the biggest boat face and his face looks like the Titanic. And uh, by the way, in case you're wondering, I've no idea where this boat face thing is going. And I don't know where it's going to be, etc. And that's the end of your second segment, okay? So you've set the, the scene up and you're going to interview Thomas who has a boat face and he, he looks like the Titanic. And then you record your interview with the fella that looks like the Titanic, Thomas. Now, then... Uh, and that's the third part done. Then you record the conclusion of the episode with a thanks. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I've been your host of the McBookface podcast. Why not hit me up on my social, etc, etc, etc. And the Anchor app then, you can use that just to pull those four or five segments together. Now, um, and it's absolutely brilliant, folks. And even if your first episode was only seven minutes, um, two minutes each, you're just under two minutes each, put it together on the Anchor app and off you go. And you can release it to the world and it's absolutely free. So what the fuck are you waiting for, folks? Now, you could also use a site like Fiverr, um, F-I-V-E-R-R, to get someone to edit your content if you don't want to use the Anchor app. And there are lots of other stuff out there, but get searching as it's no excuse, there's no excuse not to do it. Now, I pay for mine to be done uh, by an editor, uh, but there's virtually never any actual editing done on mine, if I'm honest. I do it all in one take. Now, if you want to buy equipment, just Google. I'm just looking at mine now. Mine's called a H4N Pro, H4N Pro Zoom. And that's what I've got. And then I've got a newer N-E-E-W-E-R mic um, set up. And that's, uh, that's about all you need. And off I go. And we power pack. And uh, you'll find lots of advice about buying equipment out there on the internet. So there you go. There's You can get started. Now, number three. I was a total and utter technophobe. Just in case this is what you're worried about, that you don't know anything about technology, I was a total and utter technophobe before I started. Working my, working my iPhone is the height of my technical abilities. Now, in fact, when I switched from Android to iPhone, that was actually a big <laughs> a, a, a big struggle for me. So I, I paid to go on a course. So I actually paid to go on a course with a guy called Rob Moore. And quite a few of you probably will have heard of Rob Moore. He's a very successful uh, entrepreneur in England. And um, uh, and his team. So I went on theirs and I went on their course. And I paid quite a bit of money for that. And they do my editing. I say there's very little editing to be done. They do my show notes and they release the podcast, make sure the sound's okay for me, etc. Now, Rob Moore has also done some mentoring with me in the past. And I say I paid a fair chunk of money uh, for his full suite of podcast production. Now, to be honest, I don't use it that much, but he has a brilliant team there, particularly Aaron. Um, whom I'm very happy to give a shout out to on this podcast. And it's Aaron, who actually, you can blame him, folks, maybe. He actually adds the music. Remember at the earlier episodes, I used to just sing and I had no backing tune. Well, Aaron actually decided to add the music to my singing in post-production. Aaron likes to ask me if I have any clay for him to work with in each episode, which is code for, have you done any singing, Gavin? And then he moulds the sweet music that you love hearing so much. Okay, now number four, my advice would be to go very niche on your subject area. So go really niche on your subject area. Remember, you have a whole world out there, potentially, as your audience. So niche is good. There's enough marketplace out there for any niche whatsoever. I mean, if you check out the top 100 podcast episodes or podcasts on Apple Podcasts, you'll see the breadth of subject area that there is. There's absolutely everything. I mean, literally... If you were a mechanic and you wanted to do a podcast about um, car filters or about fuel or about tyres, the best tyres, or about uh, alloy wheels, any one of those subjects you could do a podcast episode because there's people the world over 
who are your potential listeners. Now, number five, so go nice. Number five, the golden ticket is to get a green a, a green shot, a green screen. I was thinking green screen. The golden ticket is to get a screenshot of you being near near or at the top of the podcast charts. Now, that's going to be something that you really want to get. Um, and I'm going to let you know how to get to the top of the podcast charts now because it's a great marketing opportunity that you can reuse on your social channels and it can be gamed um, a little as a pod, as the podcast you can be gamed that's what I'm going to let you know as the podcast charts favour new entrants to the marketplace um, that's, they probably do that favour new, new people entering the marketplace to encourage people to release new podcasts so Think a wee bit like, if you're old enough like me, you can remember uh, Top of the Pops. So it's a bit like, just get this Top of the Pops into your head. So there are ways to, and means to get you boosted up the charts, okay? You know, like a record producer, a record label would have done for people in the charts. If they can get their record played on Radio 1, maybe the Radio 1 DJ, or on some local radio stations, etc., and get people to hear it, and um, that's an opportunity to get it up the charts. So when you launch your podcast, make sure you've lined up all your friends, all your connections, your mum and your dad, your freaking hamster, everyone who knows you. Get them all aw- aware that you've a new podcast that's about to be launched. Now hit them all up really hard. Milk absolutely every single one of your connections. Build up your social media, your connections before you do that. So extend your Instagram reach, your LinkedIn, your Twitter and your Facebook reach before you do this. So have it maybe six months in advance. Knowledge you're going to do that. Then release four to six episodes at the same time. So release four to six. And make sure you don't get them jumbled up like mine. Release four to six episodes at the same time. And then ruthlessly hit up all of those contacts. Now keep your eyes peeled on the podcast charts that day and the following day. Refresh the podcast charts every single hour. And if you've worked hard enough, if you've worked hard enough on all of those things, you'll see yourself in the charts without a shadow of a doubt. So get get screenshotting as you move up the charts and then use your presence in the charts to further heighten awareness by posting those screenshots on your social channels. So say you've got up to number 59 in the charts, take a screenshot of that, then post that onto your social media. Say, hey folks, look, I'm up to 59. Hey folks, look, I'm trending with um, Tony Robbins. Hey folks, look, Rob Moore, I've just overtaken Rob Moore. Or hey folks, whatever your niche area is, or the other competitor in your market space, and post that on. All I need, a few more downloads, who's hit me up, have a listen, everybody's loving the podcast, all that sort of stuff. And if you're strategic about this, it will really work. Now, I have to be honest, I didn't do this for the first couple of days and I regretted it because I was almost certainly at number one and didn't actually check. By the time I checked, uh, I made it in the top 10, but I'd missed my number one slot that I would have put that early hit, right? Um, but I was in the top 50 of the UK charts for months and that was absolutely great and that was without any engineering of it. So, uh, number six, what is the purpose of your podcast Are you looking to really make a name for yourself, make a splash or just build credibility in your local area or in your own industry? What do you wish to do with your podcast, i.e. what your long-term goal is with your podcast will help inform your strategy and your budget. So for instance, I really wanted mine to have a reasonably professional feel to it. So I had professional photos taken of me. Then I had a design done on the thumbnail, you know, the wee square block when you, that you see on your phone, the thumbnail logo on the podcast platform. 
Now there's a whole art form to getting that right, but then that, that's for another day. I don't have time today to talk about that. Then although I was lodging my podcast through Rob Moore's platform, where I'd paid quite a bit of money for the hosting, etc., and I had a really, um, I had a, a about thousands of tracks that I had access to for free for intro music. So I had thousands of free tracks that I could use and I could select any one I wanted. But because I had a vision in my mind and because it storyboarded what I want, what I what, what I wanted to do. I had a really specific track in mind um, and you'll know it yourself. It's the best intro music of any podcast in the world and I'm happy to say that. So I had Man on the Mission. As soon as I heard that music, somebody introduced it to me, I knew that that was the song that I wanted. And so despite having access to thousands of tunes, I had to have Man on the Mission. So I went and negotiated directly with the band's representatives and paid them for the use of that song, Man on the Mission. Okay, so I quite a bit of put quite a bit of effort into mine as I wanted to make a dent in the podcast world, and hopefully I've done that. Now, on your first attempt, well, you mightn't have as much experience in business and not know exactly what you want to do as much as I did. You know, if you do the Anchor app and use the free music that they supply, that'll be fine. Maybe you're further advanced in your career and you really want to make it 100% professional, singing all dancing, and you'll spend a bit of extra time on it. But think about what it is that you want to achieve and that will inform your budget and where you take it. Number seven. This is a, and this is a great point here. Should you do interviews on your podcast? Should you do interviews or not? Now, this is one of personal choice in some ways. Now, if you only do interviews or you only do monologues like me, either of those can be very tough for different reasons to get your material out there. Now, stacking up interviews is a bit like landing planes at an airport and it takes an experienced air traffic controller to land them all just at the right time. Now, the same applies to interviews, um, getting agreement and disclaimers and contracts in place and getting about, um, getting out and about to get the interviews done and going and meeting the interviewees takes quite a bit of planning, particularly if interviewees cancel on you at the last time so you always need to have an interview or two in the bank now if you only do the monologue stuff on the other hand like me then you can get crushed creatively um, your creativity can get crushed very very easily sometimes coming up with a subject matter for an episode or crafting the ideas that go in the episode can literally be like drawing blood from the proverbial stone now i have cried i have cried many times during this process. Now, if you're doing lots of other high intensity and stressful work like I do, switching the mind over to come up with and knock out some of this real half well, half creative, creative stuff can be brutally tough. So the truth is that a mixture of interviews and monologue is probably the best balance. So mixing the two up a little bit, but you can have a think about that and make your own decision. You might start out with monologues and then after a while, when the creativity is on, is getting crushed, you might decide to pepper them in with um, interviews. And in fact, the interviews might help you develop new themes for your action. Because you could do an interview with somebody and you could pick a theme out from that interview to actually do your next monologue about. So there's a wee bit of feedback in relation to that. Number eight, it's a great tool to develop yourself, to develop your message, to get you to think critically and build up insight into the subject matter that you're interested in. For instance, in nearly every mentor- mentoring session I do, Something will come up and I'm just able to say, look, I've done a whole episode on that ma- on that particular subject matter. Say, for instance, about building a, a CSR 
a corporate and social responsibility strategy for your business and the mentee can then go away and listen to that episode after the mentoring session for additional info and support. So it's a great way to develop um, your, your mind, develop your ideas and to provide support to the other people who are engaging with you. Number nine, and it gives you massive, massive credibility. Number nine, and that's what I'm getting on to now, if you want to set yourself apart from your peers in your work or your industry, putting out a podcast will give you all the credibility you desire. Now, I had to give up a lot of time that I loved pouring into LinkedIn, uh, which was a platform that I really nailed for my personal brand. I had to give that up. And in the short term, not being as visible on LinkedIn hurt me. But the long term tale of doing a podcast has been absolutely magnificent. Now, the amount of business meetings I go into when the person sitting opposite me has been listening to the podcast is incredible and it gives me a nice little advantage. Now, I'm always looking for a win-win solution, so I never abuse that advantage, but the hard work involved in the podcast is a great investment in yourself. Now, number 10, this one's really important as a reason to do a podcast. If you have nailed one um, for of the social media platforms, if you've already nailed one of the social media platforms and it's really working well for you, it can be very, very tempting to keep milking it for all it's worth. But remember what happened when Facebook switched off its organic reach? You can still hear the wails of those who built everything, built everything on that platform. The organic reach, in fact, on Insta is um, starting to shrink in the same way now too. And there's going to be lots of unemployed influencers very, very soon. Now, LinkedIn's reach is still absolutely mega. It's organic reach, but that will change over the next 12 or 18 months. Now, the beauty of a podcast is that you're building it on your own real estate, your own foundations, and no one can ever take that away from you. And that's why a podcast is a must these days for anyone who really wants to become a producer. Now, podcasting has been wonderful for me. It can do the same for you too. You can go big on your budget, outsource production, show notes, music editing and uh, and go on training course like I've done. Uh, But all of that could set you back up to north of five figures. Or you can just go to Anchor and do it all for zero. Nada. Nothing. Nout. There's no barrier to entry to being a podcaster in terms of spend. But either way, if you want to apply for the position of wingman to the Chief Walrus on his pod for an episode or two, or maybe more if you're good, or just use this episode as a template to launch your own podcast, all the information is in here for you. So hit me up on my social. Um, If you have any more questions, I'll be happy to answer them. And if you really want to level up in 2020, releasing your own podcast is an absolute must. But of course, whether you do or not, it's your choice. I'm a man on a man.